Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Thank you all for being here. Ellen, thank you. Hello. Um, Okay, so I'm going to let you guys know my protein shake this morning had a little extra boost in it. So I might be a little bit more high energy than usual. I'm just putting that out there because let's be real. Y'all know I have a lot of energy and I talk real fast. So if you notice it happening even more, this it's this fault. Okay. So FYI. There we go. <laughs> is it a pre-workout? No, it's not actually. It's a recovery. It's a it's a, an electrolyte and it has a little bit of like green tea in it. But like I don't normally take like extra and I don't know why. I think I dosed a little bit heavy this morning. So just FYI. <laughs> so there we go. Okay. So thank you all for being here. Um, Anna, yeah, I can I'll share with you what I use. So yes, I'll absolutely share with you. But um uh thanks for turning your cameras on. If you are new here, you know I love cameras on and I will say it multiple times on any call that I host. Um and you're here today because you want to hear the secret to converting more leads, right? How many of you um have no how many of you know how to generate leads? I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's at least a, a semi, a semi mass. Okay. We can talk about, I talk about a lot of lead generation on a lot of my calls. So if you want to go back and watch any of them, I can talk about that. But today I want to talk about converting leads, right? Because you can generate all day, every day. You can, who cares? Like I know someone the other day, she was like, I generated a thousand leads in two months. I'm like, cool. How many of you converted? Because it really doesn't matter how many you can generate. Like you can generate five leads. If you can convert five leads, that's a hundred percent conversion rate. It doesn't matter how many you can generate if you cannot convert. Would everyone agree with that statement? Perfect. Okay. So that's where you're, oh, Brittany. Hi, baby. (laughs) For all you that know, Brittany just had twins and oh my God, they have the cutest babies ever, ever. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I got, I got stuck. It's like seeing a puppy. It's like babies, puppies, you know, anyway. Okay, so we need to convert more leads, okay? So there's a secret. It's not really a secret. If anyone saw my uh, Facebook Live the other day, I kind of talked a little bit about it. But the secret is that in order for you to convert leads, you have to do one thing. And you have to do one thing really, 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 really well. That's it. One thing, but you have to do it like um, you have to master it. And that is you have to follow up. Those two words, F you, man, F you. You've got to follow up. <laughs> we're, taking a, we're taking a new uh, a new route to the word F you. <laughs> so, um, oh, it's okay, Michelle. As long as you're here, I know you're here. Um, okay, so we got to follow up with people, right? Because like, I'm going to tell you, the secret to converting leads for me is that I follow up relentlessly. I am relentless in my follow-up. I follow up until someone says, leave me the F you alone. Okay. (laughs) Not really. They don't ever say that to me, actually. They're always really nice, but I literally follow up. Like it is no one else's business. I follow up like, like, like my life depends on it. And I want to, I want you to think about it like this. If I'm spending $50, if I'm spending a, a Google ad, for example, and I'm spending $50 on one lead and I get five leads a day, that's $250 that I spent that day. When is the last time you spent $250 and you didn't touch any, it didn't, it wasn't tangible for you. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Like, isn't that kind of ridiculous if you think about it? Like $250 that you're spending in one freaking day and you're getting nothing from it. Like, let's add that up. I don't actually want to do the math on that because it's kind of a scary number. But if someone wants to do the math, you can shout it out. But let's say you're spending $250 a day for leads and you're getting that for like 30 days a month. Whatever that number is, someone can do that math and shout it out. But that's how much, if you are not following other people, that is how much money you are wasting. 2500 How much? 7500 $7,500 a month, $7,500 a month you're wasting if you, don't, if you do not know how to master following up with people. So now that we've set the premise, let me share with you, I'll share with you my formula for how I follow up with buyer leads, okay? This is a secret, okay, you're on this call, you are getting the secret. First things first is that I'm still doing the math on, and if someone has numbers that they tracked on this, let me know, but I'm still doing the math on whether or not you need to call somebody within 15 minutes or three hours, and if you have better results either way. Like, I'm still doing the math. So I've actually asked Danella, because Danella handles most of the buyer leads that come into us, I've asked her to start tracking that. So next week, I can come back and kind of share with you the difference on what she's getting when she's connecting with people within the first 15 minutes, or what she's getting when she connects with people like a day, a day later. Okay, so it's kind of, right now it's kind of, it's kind of mixed. But the thing is for the first 10 days, we call people, we attempt to call people six times. Six times within the first 10 days. Ideally, we're shooting for that first 15 minute window, yet because we're not consistent with it, we don't have numbers to track that that's actually like the formula. So we will have, we will have a little bit more uh, formula for you on that next week. But six calls, six times. Now, there's something that kind of like at first made me a little nervous to try, but has any of you ever heard of the bulldog call? You know what that is? Mm-mm. Who knows? Sarah, you know what it is? What is a bulldog call? It's where you call and then you hang up and then you call right back. Or if they don't answer, you know, you hang up. You don't leave a voicemail and then you call right back. Yep. That's a bulldog call. And I'll tell you, Danella, you can come off and speak about your experience in this if you'd like to. You're not, you're not required to. But when I first, when we first started doing this, Danella and I were like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. This feels weird. It feels invasive. It feels aggressive, right? I mean, it does. It feels weird. But think about it. How many times has, has, have, have you like called somebody, maybe it didn't ring or whatever reason, and you call them back and they answer the phone and they're fine. Or how many times has someone done it to you where you're like, huh, this might actually be important. And then they call back, right? I'm never rude to people. So if you are rude to people, right, salespeople, incoming sales on your phone, you should probably stop being that because that's going to happen to you. It's called karma. So I would uh, highly recommend if you are rude to salespeople on the phone, stop right now because you are going to get that same thing in return. So that's the, also a little tiny secret, but I am a firm believer in like karma comes back to you a hundred times. So don't do it. So we do the bulldog callback, which is if someone doesn't answer, we call back and then on the second time that we call back, we'll leave a voicemail. The voicemail will depend, right? Like the very first voicemail is a very, more of a detailed voicemail. We're calling because you inquired about ABC property on our website and I want to know how we can help you. The second attempt that we do, which is usually the next day, that one is not a voicemail. We follow that up with a text message. We wait two days and you make the third call. You wait two days and make the fourth call. 
and you wait five and six on the phone, that's consecutive days. So six calls within the first 10 days. And I will tell you, if you are consistent about calling people within the first 10 days, now after the 10 day formula, it's a little bit different. That's actually where I bring in an ISA. Okay, and I'll talk about ISAs. I'll talk about ISAs a little bit today, but really more in detail next week. But the first 10 days, it is it is up to Danella and me to follow up on those people. Could you repeat that uh, one more time, how you do that with the days and the, the second day, first day, second day, third day, or fourth day? Sure. So ideally within 15 minutes, okay? It, again, I'm still trying to track if it's 15 minutes really matters that much. I've heard studies, but I don't know. Ideally within the first 15 minutes, it's call number one. Okay, so, and if you don't get a hold of them, it's a bulldog callback. Okay. Second day is call number two. You wait two days, call number three. You don't leave a voicemail every single time. Wait. So you know. Second day had a text right after it? Yep, yep. First day was a detailed voicemail. Second day is a text message. Skip a day, third call. No voicemail. Skip a day, fourth call. You can decide if you want to leave a voicemail or not. Yeah. At that point. And I would say if you're on the fourth time, if you're calling them and you're leaving a voicemail, my voicemail will be really simply, hey, it's Lavinia Carter. Can you give me a call back? You know how many times we've done that and that works so well. It's just like... People are like, absolutely, what are you calling for? And then it's an inbound call. It's much easier to take, take an inbound call than it is to make an outbound call, right? Like, let's be real. Your goal is to make your phone ring and you just made your phone ring. So goal accomplished. Okay, then after the fourth call, five and six are two consecutive days. So it's a, two day, it's a day between uh, two and three, a day between three and four, skip a day and then five and six or day after day. Do you ever do video text messages? So here's the thing. I have video email. So this is not including automations, okay? This is just me actually calling people. Because automations are something very different. Automations help you convert. Automations add a little bit more. So yes, I have video text messages that will go out in there. Um, or we'll have, we also have video emails that go out as well. So that's the secret formula, you guys. Is everybody using a bomb bomb for the video text or is that another service too? Um, I use, um, I just use my phone and I just send a text message directly to my phone. Okay. Wendy's real, real good about friending everyone that gets all of her leads on Facebook. She's really good about finding her leads on Facebook. So that's the one thing that Wendy does that she can probably chime in on how she follows up that way. But um, like if you if you're friends with them on Facebook, you can send a Facebook messenger. Um, you know, some people like to use WhatsApp. WhatsApp's kind of weird. If you're just like getting it from a stranger, I tend to like block strangers um, on WhatsApp. But um, I would just I literally just I don't. Oh, my God. My light came on. Um, I don't think about it too much. I literally just pick up my phone and send a text message right from my phone. <clears throat> Sounds good. And the sixth day you're leaving a voicemail hmm? or no? Yep. Yes. Yep. And then we hold off and we don't, we wait, we wait a week or so. And we like, we just kind of let it go. Cause what's happening is with that first 10 days, that's like the, that's when they're hot, 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 hot. Right. So 
if you can get a hold of them that first 10 days, your goal is to find out a, are they, what, how can you help them? If you get a hold of them, can you help them? And sometimes more often than not, people will tell you, I'm just looking, okay? But I'm just looking is just an objection, okay? What are you looking for? How can I help you look? Are you looking for a three bedroom home or a five bedroom home? Are you looking for a condo or, an, or a house? Right? I'm just looking. That's just, like I gave you five five objection handlers just right right there. So that's more often more often than not what you're getting, and you're going to get people who are like, oh, I'm kind of I'm maybe you know a couple months out. I'm looking for my daughter, looking for my friend, looking for my you know cousin, whatever. I have a friend who's a realtor, whatever. Cool. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. How can I help you with our with our website? How can I help you with your home search? How what can I do for you? Are so, you keeping no? Are, are you do you are you keeping track of all these uh, leads in a CRM or do you just have a way of method of doing it on your own or something? There's yeah I, 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 yeah, I use Follow Up Boss as my CRM. Okay. Yeah, um, I love Follow Up Boss. It's really 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 user friendly. It's very nice for teens. It's good because you can like build all your process. I can talk. Wendy and I will probably could probably do a whole follow-up boss and like geek out on follow-up boss together because she's the one who got me hooked on follow-up boss. And I like, I text her like the next day and I'm like, Oh my God, I love it. I want to, I want to work my CRM for the first time in my life. So, um, I will tell you that's, that's what I use. And we can cover that on a different call, but, um, there you go. So there's the secret formula. Okay. So in the first 15 minutes of this call, we've learned that a, you have to follow up with people, right? And B, you have to be relentless because you're wasting, if you get five leads a day at $50 a lead, which is about the cost of a lead right now, you guys, unless you're doing buyer leads, if you're doing seller leads, lead, seller leads are very expensive right now, at least in Seattle, they are, they're like triple the cost of what they were a couple months ago. So I've kind of upped my buyer spend, lowered my, my seller spend, right? Just because I got, I got to balance it out a little bit. But literally, if we're getting, if I'm paying $50 for a lead, on Google or even 20 bucks for a lead on Facebook, right? If I'm if I'm on street text and I'm getting leads for $6 or even $3, but I'm getting 20 to 30 a day and we're not following up with any of those leads, that is a waste of money. And I don't know about you, but I don't have that kind of money to just let and like put it, just throw it in the, tr in the trash can. So the only person that's responsible for following up with your leads relentlessly is you. Okay. That is no one else's responsibility. The only person who's responsible for converting those leads is you. That is no one else's responsibility. There's a lot of leverage you can use to help you assist in getting those, those leads to be prospects, to be clients, right? Because you want to go from the lead scale to the prospect scale to the client scale. There's assistance that you can use. You can leverage an ISA for that. Um, you can have somebody on your, one of your friends who really likes to call, pick up the phone. Can you say that again? What? <laughs> no one else's responsibility to convert leads except for you. Is that what you want me to say again, Wendy? <laughs> yes, I know. Whatever. Literally, if you are having a problem converting leads, I want you all to stop and look in the mirror right now because that is your fault. That is your problem. There's a lot of ways you can do it. You just gotta, you just have to, you gotta be relentless about it. And I don't know, if you have any personal connection with me, or even if you don't know me at all and you just see me online, you probably learn right now that I am very, very, very persistent. I'm consistent and I'm persistent, right? Like those are two things about me that have always been a part of who I am, no matter what phase of life I'm in. I'm very persistent and I'm very consistent and I don't stop. 
I literally do not give up. I've literally been doing EDDM, for example, I've been doing EDDM for two years. Two freaking years I've been doing EDDM. Have I seen the massive return on it that I want to see? No. Do I stop? No. Because it is about consistency. It is about having a system, having a process, and being consistent and sticking to that process and adjusting as you move forward. So I just gave you the first 10 days of follow-up. Now I'm going to give you a couple of other secrets that you can throw in there that are a little extra touch. This is something I learned because when I first got into coaching, I was, um, uh, I was with Brian Buffini. He was a big, big part of that personal connection. I came from Nordstrom where I worked on the sales floor and Nordstrom is all about that personal connection. So that personal connection is something that is very deeply ingrained in me. So that's why you see my workflows, you see my processes, you see my videos. It is about, it is about me providing that connection, okay? If you get someone's address, Okay, someone a buyer lead and someone says, oh, I have a house I have to sell. Oh, really? What's the address? I'm happy to do a home value for you. Oh, oh, where do you live? You're renting an apartment. Oh, what apartment complex in it? Cool. What's your unit number? Right. It's really easy to get people's address. You can look it up. You can go to that'sthem.com and look up their address. You can do whatever you want. The one thing that I don't ever want you to forget about is the power of a handwritten note. I had a lead one time and I may have told this story a couple times. Um, I, have, I believe I've never talked to her. I've never met her in person. Um, I, she came in through Street Tech. She was a seller lead. Um, I talked to her on the phone. We had this awesome, awesome conversation. She told me, like, let's, let's book an appointment for you, you to come in and take a look at my house. And I called her to book the appointment. She answered the phone. She's like, Linnea, my leg just got amputated. I think I'm going to put selling my home off on hold. Wow. Right. A, why did she tell me that? Anybody know? You built rapport with her from being personal with her. Yep. But you know what I did? I wrote a note. I said, Bridget, I am so sorry. Right now, I still get goosebumps because it makes me really sad that that happened to somebody. Bridget, I am so sorry to hear about your leg. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. Let me know how I can help you. What did I get from her a week later? A phone call, right? Cold lead, you guys. She was a cold lead, Lisa. Um, and I know you've heard Ed Lane say this. He's a fantastic agent in Seattle. Your endorphins go up when you get a handwritten note in the mail, especially when you see that envelope with handwriting, because we get so many things thrown at us that are generated and it looks like it's a personal handwriting, but it's that same blue ink that they use on everything that's supposed to, the font looks handwritten, but it's not. So your endorphins get up and get super excited and you start feeling a connection and you don't even know the person yet. Yeah. You get that connection, but also like, I just got this in the mail the other day and this is like, Oh, this looks like it might be an actual, like I'm interested because it looks like a handwritten thing on it. Right. But it's just a sale. Someone's trying to sell me something, okay? I kept it because I'm like, oh, I kind of like this letter. I might try to use this, right? So I kept it, but like it's, it's selling. Someone is selling me something. They're like, gonna keep it and reuse it if you didn't right. like it. Right. <laughs> right. I just want to keep, I like the way it was done. But yeah. at the same time, there's something so different about getting a personal note that opens up and it's an actual handwriting and it's just addressing a specific situation that you had a conversation with someone about. So I will tell you, within that first 10 days, 
every single person that I get a connection with, you better believe they're getting handwritten notes. I send out about 20 to 30 handwritten notes a month. I actually have time on my calendar every Friday between 8.30 and 9 right after this call to do all my handwritten notes for the week. I put a, I put a little flag in my follow-up boss and on Friday I write all my handwritten notes. It doesn't take me very long. It's kind of a pain because I'm like, oh God, I gotta address the envelope, but it literally, the, the envelope is addressed. The only thing that is not addressed on the envelope is the return address. So if you guys are making connections with people, which you will, if you're actually following up with people consistently within that first 10 days and you're making those six calls on top of your videos and your emails, I think for the first 10 days, there's about 15 touches that someone's getting from me with a combination of phone calls, text messages, and emails, just so you know. It's about 15. So Lene, did you stop using the send out cards and went personal? Uh, I use send out cards, but it's for a different purpose. I don't use send out cards to send personal notes to people. Send out cards is more like lead gen. So that's more like if someone is doing like a CMA request and, you know, we want to, we want to try to get, you know, that's, we want we want more information from them. That's what I use a send out cards for. For a personal connection with someone, there's nothing that will replace my handwriting. Okay. At all. I've tried having an assistant do it twice. I've tried having other people do it. There's literally nothing that will replace my, my handwriting. On a, on a personal level. Plus it's been just so different. Like if I had a connection like with, with a lady who had her leg amputated, if I had had someone else try to write that note, it wouldn't have had, it wouldn't have had the same meaning behind it. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't, how, how do you relate that to someone? Hey Sarah, go write me a handwritten note for this lady who just got her leg amputated. Like it takes that personal out of it. So there are certain things that you have to do yourself. Like you can't, you can't really find leverage. In my opinion, you can't find leverage for handwritten notes. So those are all the do's of follow-up. Now here's the don'ts of follow-up. Sorry to interrupt you, those uh, follow-ups are just for a seller leads, not for the buyer leads, correct? So that one uh, These follow-up card, uh, the cards, the handwritten cards are just for the sellers, correct? Not for the no. buyers. No. Then how you're getting the buyer uh, address? Ask. Ask. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, where are you living now? I live in, uh, asking me? Yeah, where do you live now? I, I, live, I live in South Jersey. <laughs> I live in South Jersey, just outside of Philadelphia, but, um, you know, um, in Jersey side. And I'm asking because most of the time I run for a long time. I know that I'm the reason I'm not blaming the leads, but on the other hand, people are very surprised when I run an ad and I live in very, very, uh, non-diverse city and people are extremely surprised when I hear that I have an accent so I barely can even have a conversation with people mm -hmm. because of that you know what I'm saying at the moment that they hear my accent they think that I'm a scammer so maybe maybe your follow-up maybe your first few follow-ups needs to be a text message until you get them to start engaging with you like maybe, maybe you have to take a twist. Maybe you take a spin on it and you don't need to call. Maybe I mean, it's the same thing. I have been using Weekly so they can be responding on, oh, you know, the um, uh, automatic messages. Some people were like, oh, we want this money for this house or whatever. And the moment that I call, they're literally like shutting are up. You, are you using video on your follow-ups and are you using video on your Facebook, on ads? Uh, so on days, the lead generation, I did not use video. Um, after that, on the follow-up, Whitley had a special follow-up system that I tried to follow again with the call. And 
actually they were recommended to send a video text message on the first day. And um, a lot of these, you know, um, people, of course, they never responded. Like 99.9%, they never responded. Uh, but I'm just saying in general, so it didn't work out. So that's why I'm wondering. So I wonder if like, so the reason why the reason the buyer, the buyer leads, like you can find people's addresses pretty easily. There's a few places you can look. That's them.com is the number one place I go to. Can you repeat um, that? That's them.com. That's them. Just put it in the chat for you guys too. That's them.com is the number one place I look. You can look by phone number, you can look by name and city. So that's why I say, Petya, where do you live? Because I could probably look you up and look in, look in New Jersey, right? And or, or Hatfield, New Jersey, and I could probably find your address there. Yes, but I also think that the people will creep out, <laughs> you know, especially when they don't give you the address. And if they received a card. You well, have you tried it though? Have you tried it? I know. But I will freak out. I mean, I know how this works, but some people they don't. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest. I think that that's like you're giving up before you even try. So like you gotta try it. You gotta try. It's possible, but a lot of my leads, a lot of my leads, you know, they I couldn't even find them on Facebook like a real um, real faces, and also my lender. Um, assistant she was calling to the leads and she was like these leads are very bad um yeah so i don't know i don't i don't necessarily know that necessarily always believe that the lead is bad there's just multiple ways to search for a lead um and i think that like trying to find them from a different a different um source is good shane just looked up your address and found your address for you does that creep you out <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah so like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's really easy. So like, I get it. It, it feels, the thing is though, with anything, Petya, it, it feels weird to you, right? But until you actually try it, you don't know. I've never had someone call me and be like, why did you send me a handwritten note? Ever, 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 ever. What I have had people call and yell at me about is filling up their mailbox with a junk newsletter. I do, I do EDVM and people like, have literally called me and been like, stop filling up my mailbox. I'm going to take you down. I'm going to make sure everybody online knows that you are sent junk mail for one freaking newsletter, people. Literally. Never has anyone ever called me that I actually talked to and had a connection with. Has anyone ever called me about a card? Galen. So I'm listening to Petya and I just realized I created my own story just like she has. Um, and my story is I live in a highly Hispanic area, not highly, but there's a lot of Hispanics and I've created a story that they're probably Hispanic, you know, Spanish speaking. And so they're not going to call me back. And I just realized that until I know that for sure, I need to not create a story and I need to just follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up and not give up. Mm -hmm. The story, the story, you guys, I'm reading Crucial Conversations right now. If y'all have not read this book, I highly encourage you to pick up this book and read it. Like, don't listen to it. Read it. Pick it up and flip through the pages, underline it, highlight it, take notes, read this book. 
This book is going to come in so handy in this market we are heading into right now when we have to have crucial conversations with our sellers about lowering price, crucial conversations with our sellers about why they need to spend full price commission to get a really good agent who can market a home and won't give up. Crucial conversations with our buyers who think that they are trying to take over the market too fast, right? There's like, this is gonna come in so handy. And one of the things you talk about in this book is the stories we tell ourselves. Our stories that we create, you have to learn to master your own story. Just like you have to learn to master following up. You have to master it. Thank you for sharing that, Galen. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so. Hello. Hi. Yes. I just want to know when you send the notes out, you you if I hear clearly, you say you didn't put the return address. Is that no, right? Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's a sticker. It's not I don't have oh, a return address. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make do you have your own office or you work from home? Uh, I just put my um I put my office email or my office address on it. I don't send my home address to people unless they're you have an office outside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you are if you are not successful with connecting with somebody, let's say you get a lead and you're not successful to get them on the phone, what do you write on this card? I don't write a card if I don't connect with them. Okay. These are people that I've had a connection with. Okay. Right. So I mean, and if and if it is somebody that you want to try, this is what you can do: is you can send out a card and just be like, "Hey, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Been trying to get a hold of you." Super easy. I'd love to connect with you about your inquiry on and be specific about why they called. Just what I do on my, my CMA requests that come in with no um, email address, right? I'd like to get in touch with you about the Facebook ad that you responded to, requesting your home value for XYZ address on such and such date. So you'd be very specific. So that's what I would, that's what I would do. Okay, so we're at 8.30. We're I don't know, uh, Anthony, if the version on Audible is this book. I'm going to be honest with you. I tried finding it on Audible first, and it was a religious book. So I don't know the crucial conversations. And I could be wrong because they may have fixed it since then. But I looked for it first on Audible and didn't, which is why I picked up the book. And I will tell you, I'm so happy I actually picked it up and I'm reading page to page because it's so different to me on this one. So just double check that. Like, this is the actual cover of the, of the book. So if it's not this cover, it's not this book. It's by... Um, Patterson, Patterson, Grenny, McMillan, and Switzler. I don't know if y'all can see that. So just check that. Uh, but I would highly, highly, highly recommend this book. I'm, I love it. I'm about to, I'm going to be done with it. I'm going to read it again. Um, okay. How do you feel? Good? Y'all have a good formula in place for following up? Cool. So next week, I'm going to talk about something very near and dear. Um, we're going to talk about using an ISA because that's something that's coming really popular right now. A lot of people want to use an ISA. And I literally just told you that after the first 10 days, my leads go to an ISA, right? So what I want to talk about next week is going to be the difference between an ISA who is on your team in your, on your payroll versus an ISA service. There's two different things. I'm going to talk about what an ISA does and doesn't do. Okay. And I'm going to talk about the do's and don'ts of hiring and how to source and hire an ISA. Wait, does the ISA not close the deal? <laughs> ISAs, ISAs do not close deals, you guys. Newsflash, not their job. Not their job. ISAs don't close deals. Guess who closes deals? 
You do. <laughs> yeah. I close deals. You close deals. ISAs don't close deals. So that's what we're going to talk about next week is how to hire an ISA and how to make the decision whether or not you want to hire someone to be on your payroll or you want to hire a service because they're two different, two different purposes. They do two different things. They're similar, but they do a little bit different. Their functions are a little bit different. And then whether or not you, um, um, what, how, what, to, what to expect from an ISA. Because I think it's really, really important. So anyone who is using an ISA, if you know someone in your network who's using one, I highly encourage you to invite them to come to next week's call. Because that's going to be a really, really, really good call. Definitely wow. interested in that. Thanks so much. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a special guest on here um, who um, is an ISA um, and has done an ISA for um, two, has done an ISA in two different roles. So she can tell you the difference between two of them. Um, and she'll be on this call next week to share with us. And she's here today. So go ahead and say hi. Awesome. <laughs> hi, everyone. I see a lot of my clients in here. So we're always learning how to get better, too. Yes. So <laughs> so um, we'll see you all next week. Everyone have a phenomenal week. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Banaya. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.